Okay, Robin, what do you call it when Batman skips church? No idea. Christian Bale. (laughs) (laughs) This one is so good. That's way too good. Hey, Robin. Yes, Jared. How many tickles does it take to make an octopus laugh? That, that was our office phone ringing. But, uh, hey, Robin. <laughs> yes, Jared. How many tickles does it take to make an octopus laugh? Eight. Ten tickles. <laughs> of course. Of course, these puns. Oh, those are terrible jokes. I like this tradition. I think we're going to keep going with the jokes. Hey, it's Robin. And Jared. This is Thank God It's Monday. Alright, so welcome to Thank God It's Monday. This is, what, our second episode? Second and a half. Second and a half. If you count the pilot. If you count the pilot. If you haven't listened to the pilot, give it a listen. It explains about what we're going to be talking about, how it's going to look and where we're going to go. But on this episode, we want to cover some questions that were sent to us from our last episode. Our last episode was, what does it mean to be human, correct? Mm-hmm, Indeed. Robin, where, what are these questions? Where do they come from and can people send them in? The questions I'll get to now, they are from someone who listened to our podcast and from listening to the podcast, obviously the questions were arisen. She just sent it through to us on our social media accounts. So you can send it through on Twitter, Instagram or Facebook and on Facebook and Instagram you can actually voice note us your question and then we can play it and then we don't have to lose the meaning or the tone or anything. We can just put it right out there and we can try our best to answer it. And what are our social media tags? Instagram and Twitter is at TGIM underscore podcast. And Facebook is, thank God it's Monday, South Africa. I think that's right. Thank God it's Monday, South Africa. And so you can interact with us on those social media platforms. Yeah, let's get to these. I think we have two questions sent to us. Thank you for sending that in. We love to interact with our listeners. So please send in... um, your questions from this podcast, which we're going to get to in a minute. But um, yeah, Robin, so what were the questions? Okay, so the first question was, how do we love all people, especially when they are not acting very human? So last week we spoke about what it means to be human and how these people are not being what we would describe as human. Yeah, this is a question and a half. It's a heavy, heavy question. It is, because ultimately we call to love everyone. But how do we love somebody that is not being human? I mean, in theory, it's easy to say we're going to love everyone. But in practice, it's really not easy. So I think going back to what we said last week, we talked about being neighbors and the fact that we can't be neighbors. We can't be human without being neighbors. So that means that we are called to interact with everyone, with all the humans, with all our neighbors. And that partially for me is, is loving people. But how do you love them when they are not, you know, being human, being inhumane, as we said? I think that's really difficult. I think it's it's not an easy it's not an easy task. Yet we have to do it. I think I think by our who we are, we need to do it. We call to do it, and I think it comes down to our definition of love. You want to explain what love means? I can try. It's a very difficult one to explain to define. Yeah, I think I think sometimes uh, when we look at love, 
if I remember, like for my little brother, okay, I was around when he was growing up um, and I've moved out obviously now, so I haven't been around the house quite often, but I know that my parents loved him a lot or still love him a lot. And part of that love was to discipline him and to almost, you could say, bring justice to his actions that he was doing. And I think that is a way that definitely we can love people who we don't, who we see as being inhumane. Mm. And I think part of love is bringing justice. I think it's also important to or at least differentiate between the person and their actions. So a person, take away their, their backgrounds, their cultures, their religion, whatever it is, their, whatever makes them a bad person, take that away, they're still a person. And you have to love that person. But you don't have to love their actions. Yeah, exactly. So to, what we're saying is to be a better neighbor is to look past what they are doing and separate the action from the person. So love the person, hate the action, or would say love the person, hate the evil, if that makes sense. So I think a good way to, to answer this question is to look past the evil they're doing, but not ignore it, acknowledge it, and try separate it to saying love the person, hate the evil. Yes, because even no matter who you are, there's consequences. And unfortunately, we can't get away from consequences. Like some people are horrible people and they get away with doing evil. But ultimately, they're going to have to face the consequences of what they've done, whether it's internally or whether it's if you, whatever you believe in in the afterlife, whatever that is, they're going to have to face. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that kind of ties into our second question, which is how to love those whose lifestyles we disagree with. Yes. And lifestyles could be... If you don't agree with religion, it's how do you love people who have different beliefs to you? How do you love someone who has different opinions to you? How do you love someone who is either homosexual and you don't agree with it or had an abortion and you don't agree with that or whatever it is, how do you love those people? And I think that's, it would be, I would say, partially the same thing as what we said previously is that you've got to separate that person from the actions that they're doing that you disagree with. So to be to be able to love them, I'd say to love them radically and effectively is that you've got to separate them from the actions that you don't agree with. Exactly. And I think that's one of the things we're doing with this podcast, essentially, is that there are people out there that we definitely disagree with and there's people and those people we disagree with probably disagree with us. But we still want to create a space where we can talk to them and honor each other by listening and then respecting their opinions and responding to it in love and in honor. So not being harsh and brash and attacking them, but actually listening and responding in love. And I think that comes into the way people's lifestyles are as well. You don't have to agree with their lifestyle, but that doesn't mean they deserve to be treated badly just because you disagree with their lifestyles. Hopefully that answers your questions. Again, thank you for sending them in. We are going to answer questions at the beginning of every podcast. Um, so please, please send them in if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or anything that you've disagreed with us on. We want to hear about that. But going forward, we're going to go into this week's topic, unless Robin has something else to say. No, I'm excited to get into the topic. I'm super excited to get into this topic. Um, this week, we're going to be discussing gender and the privileges that come with it.
yeah, this is this is a again, it's a big topic, and I think it's hard to give it justice over a little podcast or a half an hour podcast. So we're going to try our best, and again, please interact with us with questions, comments, or concerns, and especially if you disagree with what we're saying, we'd love to love to hear that. So let's just go straight into it. Mm. I think first off, it's important to um, define gender, just because. As we are aware, we did this, we did an activity in our office once where we spoke about gender and sex and people just didn't understand the difference between the two. So I think we should go into that. We do have an article on our site getting into the more nitty gritty and details of it. But basically, sex is is biology and gender is your identity, what you identify as. Um, so I think when we speak about gender, it is what you identify as going forward. Yeah, that's correct. So um, we want to, we're going to try and separate sex and gender. We're just going to be looking at the privileges that come with gender. Yes. And we will be mentioning sex just because I don't think you can talk about the one and not the other. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So the main reason we actually want to talk about gender and privileges that come with it. It's not only our theme for the month or the quarter, but we also, when we went out to a local university, one of the things that came up was that certain genders have privileges. And the guy, I think we we put him in our last podcast and he actually said that there's nothing wrong with having the privilege, it's what you do with it. And I think that that is why we actually want to get into it. We realize that it is a big topic and we do want to get into it more. Um, and I think gender and privilege, that's largely based on cultures and society. Yeah, and I think that's a good way to to enter into this topic is that we want to look at gender and the privileges that come with gender, but we don't want to leave it there. We want to be able to say, how can we actually take what we've listening to or what you're listening to and how can you apply it to your daily life so like um this guy said he said he wants to know his privileges and he wants to be able to use his privileges better and i think it was actually it's actually quite cool that we're getting into this topic because i think it was you and i the other day we were talking about going for walks or going for runs or whatever and i was speaking about how i want a dog to come with me just because it's safe and you're like oh my goodness I didn't even think of that and that is such a simple but such a great example of just one of the privileges that come with the different yeah exactly and I think one of the things we also spoke about was that the fact that somebody came up behind you with when you had headphones in and do you want to share that story okay yeah sure so I was I was running um I was going for a jog in the neighborhood where my parents live and I was running with earphones in and while I was running this older guy came up to me and he grabbed my shoulders not in a malicious way he just grabbed my shoulders and he's like this is why you need to be careful of not running with headphones or earphones and he carried on running so it was just firstly who's this old man I think we need to have a chat to him because he can't (laughs) go around scaring people like that (laughs) probably not but what he he did teach me a great lesson it did open my eyes to like oh my goodness this guy was innocent or he had good intents. Not everyone has good intent. And I didn't even know he was coming up behind me. I was just in my own world listening to music. So do you now run with headphones or without? I still run with earphones. <laughs> so, he's, I, so his lesson didn't actually work? I, it did because <laughs> it did because I put the volume softer so that I can hear what's going on around me and I am constantly aware. 
So I'm always looking around me and whatever. Yeah, and I think what what struck us in this conversation was that when I go for a run, I put my headphones in and I've actually got noise-canceling headphones that I use for running because I like to be able to not hear what's going on. And I mean, I run on the side of the road, so I don't really have to be worried about cars, but it's never crossed my mind to think about, oh, I have to worry about somebody coming and attacking me because of my gender. Yeah, and I think unfortunately... No matter what you identify as, women just look more vulnerable. Like, biologically, we aren't as strong or as fast. I mean, when adrenaline kicks in, we can probably do some pretty kick-ass stuff. But other than that, we are definitely not as strong. I think what we're trying to say is that, from what our conversation is, that privilege, you don't necessarily sometimes know that you're living in privilege. So one of the cool quotes, I watched quite a few different like TED Talks and videos coming into this, and the one thing they all said is, privilege is invisible to those who have it. So you don't even realize it, but you live in it. And the, I think that's really important, is you actually need to come to a place of identifying and acknowledging that you have privilege. And I think once that we, we know the privileges that we live in, or the privileges that we walk in in our daily life, I think it will be easier for us to to actually acknowledge them, one, and to use them more effectively. Yeah. So I think, I think one, we don't want to get rid of certain, I mean, certain privileges, yes, we need to get rid of because they've come from an evil background, they've come from wrongdoing, they've come from oppression. government oppression, they come from governments and putting them in. And I think that th those sort of privileges, yes, we need to look at and say, flip, why are we using them? Why are we living in those? How do they get there? How can we change them? But I think some privileges that our genders have, we need to acknowledge them and we actually need to use them to our strengths. And I think there's actually something really, there's something so beautiful in the different genders in that you have a privilege that I don't and I have privileges you don't. And if we embrace that and actually use it correctly, it can create such a, it can create such a great symbiotic re relationship and that will be beneficial to families, to relationships, to society, to communities. Like, I think it's really cool once you learn to embrace it. Yeah, and I think in my, in my research into this, I came across some interesting stats, which I'm going to share, which kind of play into what you're saying here. Um, so it says, so for instance, like if, if men were to change the way that we help around the house, okay, a lot of people, a lot of men will say, oh, we pitch in and help out. Okay, but that, that is, in a sense, coming from a side of privilege where we don't necessarily feel like we have to pitch in or help out. So when you do, it's like a special gift. Yeah, exactly. But that needs to change. That needs to, there needs to be many to share in that sort of stuff that's happening around the house. Stats show that when men share in housework and childcare, their children do better in school, lower rate of absenteeism, higher rates of achievement, less likely to be diagnosed with ADHD, and it just goes on, and the list actually goes on. So, I mean, it's actually, if you look at it, if coming down to re-saying it, there's actually, so there is differences, there is privilege, but we actually need to be equal. Yeah, so that's one of, like, what you're saying now, these are one of the bad privileges that needs to be broken is because it's a societal thing where women do the housework and men go to work and play golf, when actually that's wrong. Yeah, exactly. And I think to say to men, like, why, why, why do we want that? Why do we want to have, if you look at it in reverse, saying pitching in and helping out, so if we're going to just pitch in and help out as like a special occasion, why? Do, like, and if you look at the stats, so in reverse, it would say you're more likely your child will have ADHD. Mm. 
more likely your child is going to be absent from school. More likely their rates of achievement will be lower. So to be able to come from that sort of saying, yes, I want to be involved. Yes, I want to share. Yes, I want to be equal in this. It's actually better for family life and the life around you, which ultimately is what men want. Yeah, I think so. It is. And it's like for the greater good. And I think it's also so difficult because these things are taught behavior. Like this is a simple example, the domestic lifestyle. It's such a simple example, but it's it, the same principle applies to other things. Like I grew up in a household where my dad helped out around the house a lot. My dad was really good with that stuff. So I expect that in someone. And like, do you have ADHD? I think I might. No, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do not. But my dad did help around the house a lot. Um, so I would expect that in a partner, whereas I have friends whose, whose dads, it was the typical traditional household where their dads work, the woman did everything at home. And they are very, like, they don't understand why I get upset when they just do everything for their partners. So that is taught behavior and it needs to change at some point. Otherwise, it's just normal. It's like normalized behavior. Um, and I think that flows into everything because it shouldn't be normalized behavior and somewhere there needs to be a change. Yeah, so there, there definitely needs to be a change. And that's partially what we wanted to, to, to bring up here is that there are so many privileges that we are unaware of. And if we can acknowledge them, then there can be change because we can't change what we don't know. Exactly, yeah. You need to be, awareness is key. But one of the, the, the things that I was actually quite, not, I guess I always knew it, but it was like reiterated, was how so you and I I think we live in quite a western world even though we're in South Africa so South Africa there's quite a I think gentrification so there's huge differences like just between us and then those living in the Cape Flats and I think that it's important to differentiate between that because we live in a world where the domestic lifestyle and whether or not like one of the big things I heard people talking about on the podcast and stuff is whether or not women accept their husband's surnames when they get married. Like that's a massive deal to them. And I was like, uh, is it really that big of a deal when there's gender-based violence? And then because in South Africa, gender-based violence, it's a big thing everywhere, but South Africa is really, really bad. There's some scary statistics out there. And I think it's important to have that difference between the gen, like the Western culture's problems and then more basic problems where people are still like faced with domestic abuse and that type of thing. Yeah, exactly. So we don't want to actually take what you'd say Western or European problems and apply them to our South African context because that is not going to help. Exactly. And a lot of the information out there on gender identity and gender privilege is Western or European, which isn't always applicable to South Africa or to Africa, more rural countries. Yeah, exactly. And I think actually why also partially what, what this means is that um, there's differences between gender privileges, but I think broadly speaking, there are some that are the same. So, I mean, for instance, um, men, statistically men are more likely to be seen as a leader. Why is that? And I think you could go to anywhere in the world and it is likely that men are more likely to be seen as a leader. But is that right? Is it right? I don't know. Like, <laughs> it's such a tricky one because of, I don't know if it's just my upbringing or something, but I want to be like, men probably are more likely to be leaders, but they are, women are leaders in different ways. I think leadership in men and women look different. 
So my question is, is that a privilege? It is a privilege. Men have, a, like, with leadership comes power and authority and influence. And that is a privilege. And that's something you need to foster well. Otherwise, it can be distorted. And then things like oppression happen. Exactly. So it's, 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 I think it definitely is a privilege unless you don't want it. Unless you don't want to be seen as a leader. Then I think there's an identity problem maybe. I think there's a bigger problem than just identity if you don't want to be a leader. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else? What else can we? So we can go back to um, back to where the different gender roles and identities and privileges came from. Okay, should we go into that? Okay, um, so I actually did going into this. I've because. I always feel like you need to understand the root of a problem. So I went to the root of how gender roles and gender identity came from, where, like where it came from. And I went back to the real primitive days where humans were hunter-gatherers. And simply based on the fact this was before, this was way before there was anything like, um, like society teaches you certain gender roles and traditions and identities. That didn't exist. It was just basic survival. And what happened was that women, because, men, because they were stronger physically and they were faster, they became the hunters. They were able to go out and run fast and catch, like they were predators, basically. They went and caught prey, prey and then they brought it back home. And women, because, I mean, let's face it, women are the only creatures between men and, like, women give birth. Women have babies. It's just a simple fact. Women have babies. It's just a simple fact. So... They would stay at home whether they were pregnant or looking after the kids because they were they had the source of food or whatever it was. Women stayed at home. They went out and they collected berries and fruit and vegetables, and that's the way it was because that was survival, and that was the best thing for the survival of humans. And then as humans became more developed and it became more westernized, that carried on happening. But then women, men and women lived in like a great relationship where things were equal, but because they identified their strengths, they played on their strengths and their weaknesses, and that's how the relationship happened. Um, and then as Western society became more, men realized their leadership, their power, and they took advantage of it. And that's where things like oppression came in, where women lost their rights, where women were forced to stay at home. They became objects more than people. They, they became seen as lesser. And then it also... Just as like a side note, it also went into race where Western society saw themselves as superior and anyone like African countries weren't as developed, which is why they got seen as less intelligent. It's the same concept. Um, and that's how it all how it all started. Like that's the root of the gender differences and where the inequality actually started. So then basically what you're saying is that as men, we are beneficiaries from the single most greatest affirmative action program in the history of the world called the history of the world. Yes, that was a mouthful. Please say that again. <laughs> so men are beneficiaries of the single most greatest affirmative action program in the history of the world, and it is called the history of the world. Amen. Yes, exactly. That was a good summary. So if we, if we come from that sort of viewpoint, saying that we have benefited for so long, since basically the beginning, how can we change that or like why 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 have that why is that not changed because now i'm thinking about it hunting gathering yes i get it okay some people are just stronger than other people 
I mean, I know women who are stronger than me who would probably make better hunters than me. You mean your wife? My wife, exactly. <laughs> Thank you to CrossFit and what they do there, which is insane. But I mean, things have changed. I mean, it doesn't take, um, it's, you don't necessarily have to be this huge, strong, macho man to go to the shops to go get meat. <laughs> Imagine only men with the muscles of certain sizes could actually buy the meat. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But that sort of thing has come down the line, passed down the line for so long. And is now it's more of like a gender role where a woman does the shops, yeah. shopping, where, the, where a woman does the shopping. And I mean, that is, that is, like, that is so wrong. Yeah, it is, it is wrong. I read, this, um, I read this cool thing. Well, I guess it's cool, but it's also, I guess, hypocritical where men nowadays, they expect their women to want to pursue a career, which is what traditionally women weren't, men didn't want that in a woman, but they also expected to do the domestic lifestyle. So women are now expected to have a career, raise children, look after the home while men still have to, all they have to do is go out and work. So there's this like juxtaposition between what's expected and how the world is changing, but there's still those old ways of thinking. Yeah, so I think going back to the beginning, what we were saying is that if if it was to change to men sharing in in everything and being seen as equal and actually carrying that out and figuring out how does that look as being equal, I think then things are going to change because you have to be seen as equal. So I have to see myself as being equal to you, for instance, and from that things are going to change. But you have to change to see change if that makes sense you yeah. can want it but like i can want that nice car but i'm not just going to get it because i want it mm. i have to do set something in motion for it to to get it yeah i think it's important to realize that you're equal because you have the same value and worth to society it just comes across in different ways based on your gender because naturally it doesn't it's like not everyone falls into the stereotype but naturally men have certain strengths and women have certain strengths and when you play and utilize your strengths properly you're both equal and you add different ingredients to the recipe which makes this amazing outcome yeah so i think acknowledging our privileges and actually using them for the best of everyone's interest is what it's going to be able to bring that change if that makes sense so for instance I'm just thinking of some privileges here and I've written down some of them. So as a man, I'm less likely to be stalked. As a man, I'm more likely, and this is super sad, but for the same job, I'm more likely to be paid more. How can I use that to change, to bring change in the world? You know, so acknowledging our privileges, but using them and changing and hopefully changing that and bringing it more equal, but to acknowledge our privileges to bring change. Yeah. I think, like, obviously, we, as a woman, we're more likely to be stalked or attacked or taken advantage of or whatever. But, I mean, we also have privileges of our own. We can walk into a shop and we'll probably get preferential help rather over a man or we'll walk into a restaurant. I mean, it's such silly things, but there's definitely ways where we can use our womanly charm to be set above a man. So then what would you say are some other privileges that, that women have that men don't have? What privileges do women have that men don't 
We get to create life. <laughs> that is a huge privilege. It is a massive but, privilege. It's so awesome. Can you see the problem here? We, I asked the question and we were un, like, we had to ask somebody who's sitting in our office to help us out. Like, what is the privilege that, that women have that men don't have? And I think that's part of the problem is that we don't understand our privileges. And you can't see your privileges until you know them. Yeah, I think as much as women have are at a disadvantage generally, I think one thing that's also happened with society, which is really sad, is that women have almost taken on a victim mentality, which I think is really bad in the sense that we become victims and then we actually don't embrace our privileges. We don't know what they are, like you were saying now. We don't know what they are, we don't embrace them, and we don't use our strengths for good when we can be doing that. So yes, we are. We do still face oppression. Everyone at a different extent in different ways. And women do face more oppression. But we also don't take our privileges and use it and utilize it better. I think going back to the whole um, South Africa versus, or Africa versus the rest of the world, um, a scary statistic that I read. So femicide is like the killing of women, largely by men. And in South Africa, it's five times higher than the global average. So explain that a little bit. So you're saying that you're five times more likely to be killed because you are a woman. In South Africa, which is gender-based violence. So in South Africa, that is prevalent. And I think it's more prevalent than, like, yes, there's this huge movement of gender identity, getting to choose your gender um, oppression just because you're a woman. But I think even more than that is the fundamental gender-based violence. Is, that is that's absolutely shocking. I, I was unaware of that stat. Yeah, and I think <laughs> yes, we, um, you and I, we both we male and female, so our genders are different. But we have a privilege here of we're not actually exposed to that risk. Like you weren't aware of it. Me as a woman wasn't aware of it. I could feel the tension in the atmosphere, but I wasn't aware that our average was five times higher. And I think that's also something we need to think about: is that culturally there's different privileges to men and women. So in South Africa, we have a massive mixed fruit bowl of cultures mm -hmm. and not necessarily understanding all those privileges that come along with those cultures based in, of your gender, if that makes sense. So looking at, the, at a different culture and trying to put my privilege on or seeing that man having the same privilege that I have as being a white South African is completely different. And I think a way to bring that equally or to bring that to light is that you have to actually lose those goggles and interact with that person and honor that person for who he is to understand the privileges that they have and in that culture or in their culture to be able to talk more effectively about privilege in gender or with the privilege of gender. For sure. I mean, even when we did that that um, activity in the office, we have a lady from the Cameroon, we have a lady from Zim, we have some people from the Eastern Cape. And they, when we were talking about gender privileges or gender issues, their, their answers were very different to mine. Like the lady from the Cameroon, she was like, I don't, like, when we were talking about the, the definitions of sex and gender, they were like, we don't really care about this. What we care about is the fact that women are still being oppressed in their household. They're not allowed to have a voice. They're not allowed to have freedom or independence. The man dictates everything. And often that comes in the form of domestic abuse. And that happens so often in African cultures. I think the whole thing of manhood and what it means to be a man 
is very different in the African cultures as what it is to ours. And like you said, we need to take the goggles off and realize it's actually a big issue. And I think that's, I think going back to what you're saying about equality is actually good for both genders or all genders, you could say. So um, equality is good for all genders. Everybody wants it, but sometimes you're afraid of it because you're going to, you're afraid of the change that equality brings because at the moment, it's a very downward slope. You know, the man sitting at the top, woman sitting at the bottom. But as soon as you level it out, you feel like, oh, no, the water's running up to me in the sense. You start freaking out. But no, it's almost bringing the water's level. So we have this sort of sense of entitlement that is scary, yeah. if that makes sense. But I think big picture, we all want the same thing. But because of, like that quote, the history of the world we benefited from, we are scared of how that's going to look going forward. I mean, change is scary to everyone and loss of power because you don't know what that's going to look like. Even though you'll still have your power, you're just using it in a different way. And the equality thing, I think it's really a simple example of how like, the equality thing is different. So I know in African cultures, and I guess to an extent in the past in Western cultures as well, a man was praised for the amount of partners he's had. Like infidelity was okay. A man could go around and have mistresses and that type of thing. And they were praised for it. Whereas woman, as soon as she even looked at another man that wasn't her husband, she was punished and often killed for it. And just that whole expectation and entitlement and power thing. I think that's such a simple example that really like explains really well the differences in equality and power and expectations. I think the takeaway from this conversation is equality. I think what we're trying to get at is that we're equal in value and worth. We have different strengths and we need to play on that. Yeah, so what we're saying is that we are created equally and we have to live our lives as we are created, as if we are created equally. Um, because from that, there will be change. And through that, we will actually see higher quality of life. We'll see our kids living better lives. We'll see those around us living better lives. But we have to acknowledge our own privilege that we have. Being male and being female, we have to look at our privileges and see them for actually like dive into our privileges. Because like from the beginning, what we're saying is that you don't know your privileges from off the bat because you don't see them. Your privileges are invisible. But to bring equality, you need to be able to see your privileges, both women and female, because... Both women and female. Both male and female. <laughs> <laughs> now I've lost my train of thought. You need to be able to see your privileges to be able to acknowledge them, obviously, and to bring them up equally if that makes sense, to share in this. And I think that starts at home. That is what you learn from your parents and it's what you're going to teach your kids. And I think being aware of that is very important. Teaching, like even if you didn't get to experience it, teaching that to your children and the people you interact with on a daily basis, it's really important because it filters into everything. It filters into society, your community, your, off, your workplace, governance. It filters into everywhere when it starts at home because you raise future leaders. <laughs> Correct. And I think partially what we need to do to be able to bring that equality is to lose our sense of entitlement. Yes. Like men need to lose their sense of entitlement. Women need to lose their victim mentality. And you need to come to this middle equilibrium 
So there's this there's this podcast that I was listening to, and the podcast was called A Black Woman Stole My Job. Oh, okay, yeah, I saw All that. Right? Yeah. You saw this. And it was very interesting because the guy was saying, what we need to actually do is not worry about that statement of like the men coming in and saying, a black woman stole my job. But looking at it in the terms of, that's, I mean, not look at it in terms of race, but go into it and look at it in terms of entitlement. Why is that word my there? Mm. Why is it my job? Yeah, it was an open playing field. Exactly. So we need to lose our sense of entitlement to be able to bring our gender equality up together on the same playing field because if we lose our sense of entitlement we'll be able to say oh, okay well this is this is like doesn't really matter it's whoever's the best candidate whoever's the best person whoever's the most suitable for whatever it is a job or anything we'll be able to go forward with that unfortunately it doesn't work like that because it's kind of gone the other way and that's very idealistic but yes I, exactly the crux of it is equality so I hope that this podcast was able to shed some light on gender equality. And the issues that are being faced at the moment. Because there are many, many issues out there. We barely scratched the surface. Um, I feel like it's so hard to, to dive into this topic with just one podcast and one conversation. I feel like we could speak for hours and debate and discuss and yeah. It would actually, it would be really great to hear from our listeners, from you guys, hear what you guys think about gender privileges, what you guys experience, um, your backgrounds, how you feel like your, your upbringing, your environment has influenced you, what you feel is what is highlighted in your life when it comes to gender privilege. And then we can actually discuss it from there because I think individuals experience different things and it's important to hear from individuals not just the media because the media obviously warps things so we want to hear from individuals and see what what's actually going on out there and then discuss it from there yeah so please share your stories of how you've experienced gender privilege negatively and positively because i think we so often focus on the negative stuff but there's also positives that we need to learn from as well so share your your gender privileged stories with us on our social media accounts um, you can send us voice notes on instagram and on facebook if you'd like to do that yeah we can also just discuss it even on the comments or whatever it is it doesn't necessarily have to be a two-minute reply on a podcast yeah so we are on instagram facebook twitter that's it for now maybe youtube in the future but um, that's where we are so get in touch with us on our social media handles and next week's podcast we're going to be discussing oh yeah next next week we're discussing race privileges so we will not be discussing it just by ourselves we will get a guest on to come and give us some good influence and truth exactly that's that's super cool unless we get such a huge response about this gender we might go into gender for another week and the privileges but for now, we're going to be focusing on the privilege that comes with race. And that is going to be a massive one. So please subscribe so you don't miss that one out. And if you have anything to say on it already, send it in and we can definitely talk about it. Yeah, so please let us know if you have any questions that you'd like us to engage on or comments that you have about the privilege of your race or race in general. And we will do our best to honor those questions and to um, engage on them and shed light on them.
thank you for joining us and have a good rest of your Monday. Thank you for joining us. And if you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe, share it with your friends, click on the share button or take a screenshot and share it on your socials. Thank God It's Monday is a platform where we're calling our nation to rise up, live deeper and love radically. 